listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to a brand new season of ESL Talk. We are so excited to be kicking off our new season with lots of great guests, amazing topics, tips, and knowledge for you to be even better teachers. And best of all, lots more regular content. Yeah, if you haven't already, please take a look at our website, esltalk.com. That's esl-talk.com, where you can find all of our previous episodes from seasons one to three for free, uh, as well as find out more about us and join us for even more content on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes, and as a patron, you can get early access to new episodes, extra content, one-to-one monthly teaching webinars, mentoring, and exclusive free merchandise by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ESL talk. And we are really pumped to start off our brand new season covering the topic of building a connection in the online environment. Yes, as more and more of us start teaching online and have done for a while now, we need to really be able to better connect with our students and clients, understand their needs and deliver great teaching that meets their goals. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. And our two experts from Jam with Confidence are Jesse and May, and they will be sharing the how, why and what we need to follow in order to successfully connect in the online environment. Yes, looking forward to that part of today's episode. Mm -hmm. So let's talk ourselves a little bit about this topic, Faye. Um, and this idea of connection. So when we talk about connection, Faye, what exactly do we mean? Hmm, like for me, I think connection needs to be more about getting more personal with people, right? Um, just creating those relationships that can be really tough online, uh, take a little bit more effort, but just feeling like you actually know a person or you know at least a little bit of them, not just as a teacher or as a student, but on a bit of a personal level too. What do you think about that, Daniel? Yeah, I think it's getting to know students and and being approachable, being friendly, um, being able to have that rapport with them and building a connection in a way that you show that you care and that you wanna help that student. Um, And again, making it genuine as well. We don't wanna come across as too pushy or Mm -hmm. too personal. So I think making a connection is where you understand your learner or your student, you make a positive connection with them based on their needs, and you try to help them uh, with those needs. 
Mm-hmm, true. Why do you think that's especially important in the online space? Well, we can't meet face to face, so mm-hmm. a lot of um, you know body language, even like you know um, expressions that we we might say or things we might we might do, they're not as easy to interpret or understand online. So mm-hmm. I think if you really want to make a connection with someone, you have to put in more effort. It involves more listening, more focus, um, and 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 kind of training your brain in a different way. Because when you're having a conversation, it's really easy to follow and to show you're attentive and that you're listening. But when you're in front of a computer or a phone, there's a lot of distractions. The screen is much smaller. The focus is not as, as set. So it's even more important than ever to really make sure we listen and understand what our students need. But what about mm-hmm. for you? What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And on, on top of that, I, I just keep thinking back to my face-to-face classes and how you'd often come into the classroom a bit earlier before your class starts. And if you take a break, even if it's one-to-one, you, you'd maybe stay in the classroom for a little bit. Students would come up to you, chat a little bit. At the end of class, maybe you'd have a student who was struggling who would come and ask for advice. You know, that kind of thing we don't do online. It's just mm-hmm. here's our class time, log into like Zoom, connect, class time done, bye-bye. So it is so hard to, it's a lot harder to form those connections. And that's what I mean that we, it takes more effort, right? It does, And yeah. it's so, that's for me, is the biggest difference between the online and the physical teaching space, right? Because yeah. it's sort of like, we're just always on teacher mode. And I feel like yes. our students always feel like they're on student mode. Yes, we don't definitely. have those breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And I, I, I think that within that as well yeah you miss a big part of that experience and so do students so you have to try to recreate that and recreating it through messaging or through emails or mm-hmm. through videos it's not quite the same so you have to try to give that personal touch where you can exactly and how do you think building that strong connection can help us well i think even though a lot of us are teachers we're not the most confident we're not the most outgoing some of us are quite introverted mm-hmm. and quite shy and i've said this a lot of times that sounds like me but you might not believe it, but that is definitely <laughs> my case. Um, you know, in a situation like this with someone that I know who I've worked with and, you know, spoken to a lot, like you, Faye, <laughs> it's fine. It's easy. It's natural. But right. if it's someone I've just met or it's a student that I'm going to be working with who's maybe made an investment of their time and money in me, I need to really deliver and do my best for that for that student or that client. So that's why, for me, it's really important to build that connection. And as teachers, we need to try and put ourselves out there as well. hmm would That's you say, true. yeah, I, I was just going to say, would you say that um, building a connection is only what happens in the class, in the session or outside of that? What do you think? Yeah. So kind of building on what I said before, like if in face to face, you we definitely do that more outside the class time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like running into students, I used to run into students all the time. And I remember them kind of like screaming sometimes when they saw me at a grocery store as if I was a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, yeah, I grocery shop too. But those were great opportunities for our students to see like our human side almost. Right. And also, because in some cultures, teachers are held to a very high standard and, you know, mm-hmm. it's sort of, there's sort of that gap. But also it's something for us to talk about in class or at break time. Oh, did you check out this new restaurant or that? Because we're all like in the same city even. Right. But when we, when we build those connections outside the classroom in, like, in face-to-face situations, it really helps with all that. Mm-hmm. So for me now working more online, 
I, I do make an effort and I feel like a lot of my students now feel that connection towards me because I post a lot of stuff on my social right. media. That was my question. Um, my stories, yeah. right? And and you do that very well with yours as well. You you even do more than I do, like with posting. You do some regular posts on like pictures of your day to day life and like right. some like the, your photo dumps, which I really enjoy as well, and you know that kind of thing. And I feel like that really helps that connection one way. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of up to us to open that the other way so I often when I have students I actually try to follow them with my personal account on Instagram and I always uh, give my students my like telegram contact information so Mm -hmm. that they can message me directly and I encourage them to do so Um, and it just kind of like you said it doesn't really make up for it completely but I find it helps yeah right can you can you is that something you actively do you find I think you, you can't, you, like I said, you can't recreate that personal face-to-face um, relationship, but I think you can try your best to, to do as much as possible to kind of build that connection and all those things you've mentioned, the great tips. Uh, and yeah, you know, uh, now I'm much more open to having a conversation with someone. Maybe, you know, I'm never going to work with them. Maybe they're never going to need my help, but just to build that connection or have that conversation could right. open doors in the future. Oh, I remember talking to someone who's who can help with this, or I remember seeing a post that was about that, that could be really Mm -hmm. useful. Maybe you should talk to Faye. Maybe you should talk to Daniel. Little things like that make a huge difference. I mean, it is time consuming and it it does take effort, but it's definitely worthwhile, um, you know, thinking about what you do in the long term. Mm -hmm. So if you have groups like you do, Faye, that you teach, Mm -hmm. um, how do you build connection between your classes, between your students? How do you do that among themselves? Right. So that's another thing that I've been using a lot. It's like Telegram. Mm -hmm. Um, for in the case of my conversation classes um, I make sure everybody is on there uh, even before class starts so I open it's a monthly sessions right so a week before the week of a class I make sure everybody's there everybody introduces themselves and and try to encourage them to talk to each other Um, and if they have questions or if they see something that maybe we've learned in class they try to share and then they can ask each other and comment and um, I find that's kind of an easy way to build that connection because when they're in class, again, like when we were in, in the face-to-face class, you're always sitting next to somebody. And if you're doing an exercise, you can, you're done with your exercise, you can chat a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And if you mm-hmm. have your break, you can, um, you know, chat with that person or go grab coffee or something. So I find that that's one way I've been able to build that connection. And I've even had students um, set times outside of class to meet for practice or for just for chatting and and less speaking partners. Um, So for me, I find that that has helped a bit in that case. Yeah. Have you had any experience with that as well? Um, With the groups that I have one one of one of the members usually knows another member so there's already that built-in um comfortability and interaction so that's always been nice um like one group that comes to mind uh they're all in the medical profession so they're all sharing similar experiences and they're comparing so they already have that connection built in because it's like oh i know what you mean or that happened to Mm. me or actually this was my experience so because they already have those shared experiences. And this is what I was going to come back to. Shared experiences are really powerful for building connection. Um, So I would say in the groups that I've had, again, I just kind of pull that out, elicit that a little bit more. Um, But, you know, if we have a little bit of time at the end, depending on the students and how well you know them, I mean, I have have a couple of um, groups, like I said, with Brazilian students who very conversational, 
they like to you know have yeah fun and enjoy their time so we'll throw in some jokes we might you know kind of go off topic for a few minutes we looked at a map yesterday and talked about different places where they lived and you know that those little things can really help um building that connection building that rapport and making the atmosphere and the classroom environment the online classroom environment uh much more enjoyable Yeah, that's true, because you can actually bring that into your almost like your lesson plan mm -hmm. and make it give them those opportunities yeah. to to connect. And, and sometimes you find yourself spending five, seven, sometimes 10 minutes at the beginning of the class, just catching up, having that Mm small -hmm. talk, but it really is useful and it's really productive and it, and it helps students feel more confident in you, more comfortable in you so that maybe when you come to the end of your six weeks or 10 weeks and you say, hey, I want to do this. Or would you like to do this? They're much more receptive and open. And
about your teaching journeys, your business together and all that? Um, it's, it's kind of funny. May and I met in Korea, even though we're both from Toronto. And then through that, our teaching journey in Korea has been the same, almost pretty much exactly worked at the same schools, the same colleges. Mm -hmm. And then we became really close. And then we decided that we wanted to start our own business together. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really how much the journey started. And then we hired a business coach to um, help us. We took some you know, a 21 day challenge. And then through that, we realized that we love helping teachers. And mm -hmm. that's how it ended up being our niche and, you know, our deal clientele. And since then, it's been really great. I think. Yeah. May you want to add to it? Yeah. Sorry. And, and, and our <laughs> business name is called Jam with Confidence. And so some of you may be wondering, where did we get jam from? So J comes from Jesse and M comes from from May. And so that's why we kind of thought of something creative to have fun mm -hmm. with it, because we're all about, you know, having fun, empowering teachers and feeling positive. And so we wanted something to kind of reflect that. And so once again, we're all about helping teachers, empowering them and really, you know, see having them see their potential because we know and we see it and we want them to believe in themselves and so we kind of help them through that so you do a little bit of coaching for mostly for language teachers is that it yes mm -hmm. yes it has been mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um we started off actually working with like ESL teachers um, mm -hmm. or EFL teachers but lately we're noticing that we're just helping teachers in general no, <laughs> where they right. don't just teach English skills because at the end of the day we're helping with teaching skills mm -hmm. um, and ESL was part of just our experiences and that's what we started off with slowly transitioning because um, we realized it can be applicable in any teaching environment um, mm -hmm. that you are in. It's been amazing and yeah Jesse and May do great things so do check them out because um, I've been lucky enough to attend some of their sessions and I've learned a lot of really valuable skills too. Mm -hmm. um, so today we've been talking about building connection, um, especially in the online space. So um, Jesse, May, why do you feel building a connection is so important in the online space? So um, I kind of just want to, you know, emphasize, you know, right now, because everything has been online and mm -hmm. some students or your clients um, are isolated in their own environment. And so it can kind of be nerve wracking because we spent so many years teaching in person. So, you know, when you go to an in-person class, you have these expectations, you have an idea of what class is supposed to be like. However, in an online environment, it's kind of nerve wracking because you've never met anyone mm -hmm. and you're not really in close contact. You're like behind a screen. And so we find it so important to try to build that connection even more crucial online first so the students can feel comfortable because right not right away everybody's comfortable turning on their camera for example and that already kind of loses the connection so you try to build it so that they feel vulnerable you know comfortable enough to be vulnerable and to learn and when they're comfortable they learn better too and they're more engaged and so this is why we find that it's so important to try to build that connection first yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, could you maybe share with us some of the more effective ways to do this to build that connection and maybe make students feel more at ease? Yeah, um, so there's a few things that we've done. We've done learner questionnaires. So just before the class begins, uh, mm -hmm. we would send out a Google form and ask a, a few set of questions to kind of get to know them, but also allow them to understand the kind of expectations of the classroom. Um, even on the first day, we think it's very valuable to actually do icebreakers, but more importantly, also share like a little bit of knowledge about yourself because 
uh, if this, these students are able to relate to you and able to know you a little bit more and know that you're a human, I think it counts a lot. And so having that activity, whether it's two truths and a lie, we love doing this activity a lot. Um, they get to know you a little bit and then they realize that, hey, I can talk to her. She's relatable. There's something that uh, uh, there's something we have in common. So uh, those were those are two main things that we kind of would do. And I don't know if there's any other activities that Jesse would also implement. Um, I also like to point out too, um, as May speaking, is when you're doing this connection or icebreakers, don't be afraid to make it more personable. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be your professional experiences, right? Because right. it's great to share where your experience come from, but what really connects you and the student are some personal things that you're comfortable with. You have to mm -hmm. find what level your comfort sharing, um, you know, whether it's travel, your hobbies, your family, anything that you're comfortable with, do it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't mm -hmm. feel like there should be a barrier you're there because at the yes. end of the day we all love that human connection especially because it's online and you don't know what situations they're in with the pandemic too so the having that personal question you might be the highlight of their day uh, mm -hmm. with classes and that's just something to really think about and something that may and I have realized as we're coaching our clients too and what they've yeah. revealed throughout the sessions that we have with them and so this is just something to be mindful of mm -hmm. uh, when you are introducing yourself even right away. Mm -hmm. That's a great point I, I love two truths and a lie as well and I always try to add like something a little easier like about my family something very relatable but I always try to add at least one sentence that's almost like a, a trick one, but also something a little bit, maybe like a guilty pleasure or something a bit embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. about yes. Because then, then the students feel like they can do the same. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. I love it. Um, yeah, that's and, crucial. You know, stories are great. Like share your fun mm -hmm. stories. Share something embarrassing. Yes. Share, you know, if you've learned a new language, share that too, especially mm -hmm. in the ESL environment. So they can be like, oh, it's okay that I can make mistakes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes what I like to do is, you know, if, they want to teach me something in their language just off the bat in the beginning. I try to pronounce it and they think it's so funny because yeah. got an and then they, <laughs> they loosen up and the more fun when they're loosened up, they, they will share more. And then mm -hmm. that's a way you can help better serve them with their, you know, issues or things in the class or it, everything just becomes easier once you have a connection. That's um, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like that mm -hmm. idea of the language. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Some really practical mm -hmm. applications. Um, so obviously those are things that would work in a first class or maybe, you know, when you're beginning a course or a program with students. So maybe before that, maybe we're, you know, trying to promote our services or promote our classes or our course. And we want to obviously, I don't, I don't want to say sell, but we want to work with that student. So yes. how could we build connection in that very short time when we do have a goal, but obviously the student has a goal as well. How do we balance those two things? Oh, that's a great question. I think um, it just really comes down to bringing your stories to life because at the end of the day, everyone has something to share. And once you're able to understand, once you're able to share your story, people can really relate to it or make a comment about it and kind of be part of the story in some way because, you know, you'd be surprised at the amount of people that actually read your story and get inspired and they actually want to comment. So a lot of times you make the assumption like, oh, no, no one wants to hear what have to say but you know just the other day I posted something about my you know my experience with social media and I was surprised I got like 80 likes and comments and so you'd be surprised at how the 
how they're, they're kind of related to each other. So be vulnerable and share it because, you know, there might be different people who really need to hear that today or who want to, you know, be part of it and kind of share their stories because you are taking that first step. You're taking the first step to be vulnerable and to be open. And they also feel safe enough to to kind of comment and share their experiences. And so I think that would be the first step. I think also, like, don't always focus, hey, I just want to share my successes, my wins, Mm. or share all the positive things. Mm. Also share all the things that may have gone wrong, something that you learned from it. Um, And it could be something so simple, like in your classes or even in your personal life, and then relate it to your business as well after, right? (laughs) But when you share that, it's, it's relatable. It's like, hey, we're not all perfect um it's never always like it's always good 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 in a business or on entrepreneur journey it's Mm -hmm. up and downs so share those downs too and share those up because then people feel like oh it's not just me and it really helps them connect and make them feel like hey I'm not the only one in this like you Mm -hmm. aren't alone we're all in this together and Mm -hmm. we're all about building that community and this is how you can build your community when you're starting out on your own as well um Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because now with our lives online and a lot of us end up when you start, let's say an an Instagram account or something to advertise Mm -hmm. your services, it ends up being very, um, let's say, like cold and just business oriented and just I'm going to teach you a word a day or something. But students choose teachers a lot based on those connections, right? It's just Mm -hmm. somebody they want to have classes with. So yeah, that's very important. Now, how do you think we can now t- turning more to our teaching? How do you think we can build these connections through our curricula? So is that possible to do that? Most definitely. Yeah. There, there's so many ways in your lesson that you can definitely integrate, you know, little short activities to kind of get to know them. You can use prompting questions. It can be related to the activity. There's going to be there. there yeah, there's um, an abundance of ways. So Jessie can share some because she has some experience with that. <laughs> um, I like to take Uh, more personal. So let's say Mm -hmm. if they share something simple, like, hey, um, I love dancing. Mm -hmm. And then so, you know, when you're teaching a concept or something, you can use analogies related to dancing, if that's something Mm -hmm. you can relate to. And those kind of things are like, oh, I get it now. Or like they, they, they like our students really love it when we use their names in our product, in our content. Right. And you add those in and then they're like, oh, ha ha ha, look, there's Jesse there, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's and then they're just like they find it funny or, you know, if you're teaching something about the future, I'm just thinking more mm-hmm. English. Like, but even mm-hmm. when in a coaching session, mm-hmm. um, the situations that you're giving you make it really relatable to what they've shared with mm-hmm. you. And wow. this is why when you have that connection, you've got all their stories, use them yes. in your content, use their words, because at the end of the day, you want to connect with them using their language. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that I really like integrating in. Yeah. And then yeah, they like so it because they're like, oh, you remembered something that I told yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Right? And I we feel hurt. Yeah, and we prep yes. your classes and you prepare your example sentences or your practice <laughs> exercises, right? That's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Just instead of writing just John and Judy and whatnot. Yes. Yeah, using the students and their situations. That's great. It's Jesse or me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It also makes them pay attention. They're like, oh, Jesse just used my name. I think she knows. Yeah. <laughs> that's, true. So yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the um, the next thing I wanted to ask you, and this is this is kind of something I've been through myself. So I'm really curious to hear how you guys feel about this. Um, you know, a lot of teachers identify themselves as quiet or shy, or I'm introverted. It's not my thing. And 
Like I, I still remember when I did my first online class, like three years ago, I was petrified. I was sweating. My face was red. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> and I got through it. And then, you know, like every time we talk, you know, we, we have guests and we do our podcast, you know, I don't consciously think there's thousands of people listening to this or, you know, mm-hmm. like, like last week I was on TV, it was terrifying, but I was like, I did it. <laughs> so what, what's some, what is some um, piece of advice or some tips that you can give to teachers to help them, you know, get better at building those connections and be, maybe be the person they want to be so that they can have really good connections with students. Oh man, I love that you have this question because I'm an introvert myself. I know how you feel, Daniel. Like I am, I would be sweating, but you wouldn't know. I'd be like put on this like teacher face, but um, <laughs> I completely understand where you're coming from. So I think what what um, what helped me was to overcome this is really knowing that I have a choice. I have a choice in terms of what I want to share. And, and also, it's also important about my energy too. If I know that I've had such a long day, I know I have to set those boundaries and say like, hey, I understand you're dealing with this right now, but hey, can we speak about this too much, like the next day? Because, you know, you as an introvert, you're always giving a lot of energy and so it's really you need that time to recharge and so I think understanding that being able to recharge and setting those boundaries is crucial when when it comes to you know stepping out and making those connections because you would rather be in a, a more I guess positive energy than having being so drained and tired all the time so knowing yourself would be one thing and knowing that you have a choice in choosing what you want to post and who you want to connect with it matters as well because you want to work with for me I I connect with people who vibe with my energy if they don't vibe with me then there's there's a more chance that I'm going to be drained by them and so I'm kind of I'm very selective in who I would like to connect with because I know that I can't spread my energy for everybody and so I'm I'm very particular just only because it's only fair for them and so that's one thing that I've I've done to kind of be mindful of that um and I also like to add to uh we always, May and I always talk about this reciprocal energy that we do bring into the classroom. So let's say, you know, before class, you're not feeling very good, something personal is happening, who knows what's going on, take even 10 minutes for yourself to do something just for you, to change your mood. Because when you come in tired, your students feel it. And then what's going to end up happening? They're going to be a little bit tired. They're going to be like, oh, class is kind of, uh, you know, versus when you do something for yourself, like, I don't know, have a cup of coffee or May likes to have a banana. Um, or I used, I like to do yoga even for 10 minutes just to feel a little refreshed going in with like that positive high energy. So then the students, you know, get excited, right? They're like, oh, there's this like bubbly. Well, I'm more bubbly <laughs> and kind of loud sometimes. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they respond really well to it and they get excited. Even when you do a simple activity like writing and they're like, oh, but that's still like a positive energy because they'll still do it and they're Mm -hmm. reacting. Um, And so this is something that you have to find to do for yourself before you start the class Mm -hmm. and bring in energy. When we're talking about teaching solely online or having your own teaching business, which I think all of us are experiencing right now, um, how will connecting with our clients help us with our business side of things? It's so important. I think it definitely, like the more that you're able to connect and learn more about your client, the more likely you can better help serve them. And Mm. what we mean by that is that um, once you kind of understand their situation and you really make the effort to be an attentive listener and to really get to know how you, their issues and their problems, it really helps you build a program. 
that aligns with their needs and to also solve their immediate problem. And we're all about that. So it's kind of similar to the concept of like how to assess your student first. And be before you take on a student, you need to know where they're at, right? Mm -hmm. You need to understand um, you need to understand what it is that they're having difficulties with. And then from there, you solve that immediate need so that they can move on from it. So we feel that like building that connection and communicating with your clients is so crucial because it can, it helps you give, it, it gives you the clarity that you need to build a program that you can definitely uh, sell with ease. And so this is what we're all about. We're all about building that connection, getting to know the clients, empowering them, but also giving them the tools and strategies that they need to move forward based on the, the immediate need that they have. Mm -hmm. so. And also building that connection makes them feel more open to sharing. Mm -hmm. Because right off the bat, if you just ask a very personal question, they'd be like, oh, that's too mm -hmm. much. Like, I don't know what to say, right? Versus if you build that connection, you can slowly add in those um, follow-up questions that really get them to dig deep and then they'll feel more comfortable sharing or more things will come up um, than you expected and the more you know the better your program is going to be mm -hmm. and the better you can help them and this is why that initial connection is so important one one other point I just wanted to kind of touch on with this is a lot of the time we're scared or we're worried that if we try to have a conversation or ask questions we might come across as a phony or a fraud you know a we're not quite being genuine or honest with ourselves. Mm. So how could we maybe make sure that doesn't happen? Or what are some things we could do to maybe make sure we do come across genuine, helpful, caring? I feel like it's just really reading what the person is saying rather than like having the thought, like I need to make a sale, I need to get them on a call. I think if you really read what they're, they're telling you and what their issues are, and you're kind of giving them that time and holding that space for them to kind of share this, um, you know, come from a place of help, come from mm -hmm. like, okay, I see that you are struggling with this. And you know, I really want to help you. So if you don't feel comfortable going on to onto the call just yet, like just have that conversation and just think of it as a friend that you're trying to help. I think mm -hmm. it really would help you there to see it like that rather than trying to like, I need this person on a call and to sell this. So mm -hmm. um, that that would be my strategy, I would kind of really read through it and see where it is I can help them and help them guide them to find solutions rather right. than like you yeah. know and we can help everyone right yeah. we will try our best but there are just some students that we, we don't mm -hmm. fit well with and yes. we have to understand that too I think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also like finding out if they really need your program because sometimes mm -hmm. they might be looking for something completely different and that's your job you know as someone that's coming from a place of help to refer them to someone if you know, mm -hmm. or tell, give them some maybe useful links and be like, hey, maybe you can look in this direction because it's kind of different from what I do with my yeah. program. Mm -hmm. um, and when you do something like that, when I started shifting my mindset to that, sales became easier. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it gets to be easy. It doesn't <laughs> have to be so hard. And I used to get so nervous because I'm like, oh, there's a script that I'm following or whatever, mm -hmm. but it doesn't come out natural. And then and then it just messes up the whole, you know, energy and they know it. Like people know when you're trying to sell mm -hmm. versus you're there to really help. And so just changing your intention before going on a chat or something, it, how, even with writing, like 
everything do the way you do one things is the way you should do all things mm -hmm. so even with writing go in hey i'm here to help let's see what kind of issues they might be having let me help with writing because it shows in your writing as well a lot of people don't think so but mm -hmm. it does because right? yeah. it's how you're intending to write and then how it comes out when the person's reading it mm -hmm. and so that's just something to think about mm -hmm. yeah mindset i guess rather than what we say but what we're thinking while we're saying it and yeah. our intention that's really important yeah, yeah. it's a great point amazing mm -hmm. incredible great advice so where can our listeners um find out more about what you offer and maybe get in touch and reach out to you guys if they want to learn more um so we have a facebook group uh that we call uh, badass esl teachers who empower and on there we're all about you know creating that community first so we already um we started doing weekly little videos of tips so you can go back and watch and all our workshops that we have on our the replays are all on there. So it's something that you kind of get started. And then our website link is also on there. So if you're interested in our programs that we offer right now, me and I are doing our pilot program called Get Lit with Program Planning. <laughs> and so this is where um, if you kind of want to do it as a side hustle um, or become an online, you know, coach for maybe ESL or other teaching things that you do that you're good at, we really help you kind of narrow down who you want to work with for your ideal client. So you can create a program framework that you love, and then you can sell. And so you can find that on there. Um, we can always send you the link and you can share. Well, I think Facebook is the best place we'll to start. Be more than happy to share everything in the um, program description. So yeah, mm -hmm. listeners can find that there as well. Yeah, it'll be on our website description of the episode. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I had an yeah. amazing time. I learned so much. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for having us. Thank right. you so much Thank for you. having us. Thank you for being yeah. here. Wow. Thanks, Jesse and May. That was some incredible insights that I really learned a lot, uh, as I'm sure we all did. Yes, that was an awesome interview. So please get in touch with us on Instagram if you'd like to share your thoughts on today's episode. You can find us at ESL Talk Podcast. You can also send us an email to esltalkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our brand new website to access all of our previous episodes from seasons one, two, and three, and now four for free. Just go to esl-talk.com and you can join us individually on Instagram. Find me at learning with Faye. Faye is F-E-Y. Or I'm Daniel Teacher. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.